Hi, this is Jason Sohail Ascari. And this is Anna Ascari. I grew up and studied about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all my life. And I never got the chance to watch any of the original series. The both of us were going to watch all 193 episodes of the original series. And give you a perspective from an expert. And a new viewer. This is what we call a Tata Recall. Alrighty, and welcome to episode 92 of Turtle Recall. I'm your host, Jason Sohail, and joined with me, as always, is my ever-so-lovely and had to take care of her two sick boys, wife, Anna. <laughs> oh, I know that. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This week, we're talking about the episode, April Gets in Dutch, and I will go over why the episode is titled like that, because I actually researched this, because to me, it made no sense, and I'm pretty sure to a lot of other people didn't make sense but before we you know we get on to the podcast unfortunately we weren't uh here last week we didn't have a podcast uh last week if you guys are checking the schedule and everything i i'm pretty sure i posted it i can't remember but unfortunately i was sick and if you listen to our kingdom hearts uh, podcast that also had to get delayed because Basically, I had this, like, nasty stomach virus. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, it, it, it really was bad. Like, so, whatever, like, whatever that Friday was, uh, that day, I was, I was in bed. I couldn't do anything. Like, I literally went downstairs to my office to be like, I'm going to work. And then, like, ten minutes later, I said, no, I'm not going to work. And I told... I told my my boss I can't work, and then I just went upstairs and just slept, and that's all I did. I know you were you had fever and like uh, I think I think two days you were like just resting because yeah. you couldn't do anything. You had so much fever that you couldn't. Yeah, I had I had I had so much fever and everything, and uh, the unfortunate part was that it got passed down to my son as well. So Anna, if you guys remember, she is currently pregnant. And she had, like, on her Mother's Day weekend was her <laughs> taking care of me and our son. And, like, the, and it was like, happy Mother's Day. We're sick. We can't. We're not giving you anything. <laughs> it was. No, I had, uh, I had a good uh, Mother's Day. You always make this special for me. But, um, but it was just hard seeing you two, like, very sick. Right. And I really think, I mean, I've, I've determined that your pregnant antibodies is what like protected you. That uh, gave you that dome. That like that made sure that you didn't get that same stomach virus that my son and I had. Oh, I'm just I'm just so happy that I didn't get it. Uh, I think Krang gave me. <laughs> yeah, Krang gave you some like you know protection like or something like that. He was he <laughs> gave you some like Dimension X like cootie shot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, but I do want to comment because uh, a lot of you people did reach out and uh, thank you so much for like uh, caring for us and even uh, even Michael Atkins like because uh, because uh, I posted more about it in the Discord channel than I did on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, but like Michael Atkins, like uh, he actually like reached out and he wanted to make sure because after I told him, oh I'm at 100, but I said 
our, our son took a little longer to recover and he wanted who was like oh hey how's how's your how's your son doing and and like you know it was really nice uh of you guys just to reach out and to 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 feel like how i'm feeling and how uh, you know, the rest of the family's feeling, I really, we really appreciate that, like, you know, uh, I mean, you guys really are, like, family to us, and, uh, That's thanks, crazy. yeah, yeah, th thanks so much for, like, reaching out, keeping us in, uh, in your concerns, and everything, and, like, you know, and also being patient uh, with us, as we couldn't really develop, uh, deliver you guys a podcast, mainly because when one half of the people of this podcast goes goes down we can't really uh you know continue on we, we gotta like give it a break and then you know and as 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 far as the kingdom hearts uh podcast uh you know the day that we that scott and i we usually record was the day i was like full-blown sick and scott actually comes here in person uh like you know we were gonna be like oh hey let's Let's uh, do it online so you don't have to go anywhere. And then, like, we both decided, nah, in person is better. Uh, so, uh, that's, like, so I was, like, I was not ready to pass that down to Scott. And I, I had no desire to uh, edit anything, uh, like, over, um, over that time. And Scott doesn't have, like, the resources. I should give him the resources, so... So he can, like, do some work. So I don't have to keep doing all the work. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, but that's that's the Turtle Recall news. Let's get into Ninja Turtle news. You ready? Yes. La uh, last time uh, we came on, we talked about the Bride of Frankenstein, April O'Neil. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was, like, when they revealed it and everything. So, uh, between that time... Uh, NECA has put a pre-order on this on their uh, on their site, and uh, this is like the fortunate part is that um, like why we had to like this is the fortunate part of like us like missing a week because at first the only place was to pre-order it was the NECA site, but now you can actually pre-order from there or you can pre-order it uh, from other like on time online retailers like entertainment earth or big bag toy store uh so that also confirms that this is going to be a general figure release like the other uh universal uh cross ninja turtle uh figures uh so uh because that was that was the only uh the only uncertainty because neko was kind of being coy about it because every time people were asking like, hey is this going to have a wide release they didn't answer the question uh so uh, now, like I said, you can pre-order this from the NECA website, and uh, the pre-orders at the NECA website last until this Tuesday. So if you're listening to the audio podcast, the NECA pre-orders will be done. And the NECA pre-order is, like, made to order, so, like, there's no way for it to sell out. It's just, like, you know, like, whatever, however many people order it is how many, like, how many they'll make. Um, but, like I said... You can also pre-order uh, the the Bride of Frankenstein, April O'Neil, also on Entertainment Earth. You can also big bag uh, toy store. The difference is is that when you pre-order from NECA, NECA you have to pay for the pre-order upfront. Uh, the uh, the other two uh, online retailers you pay for it like when it ships. So whichever you prefer, the NECA store does sell it two dollars cheaper. They're selling for thirty three dollars, while the other places are selling it for 35 but NECA has a more expensive 
uh, they have a more expensive shipping because they're oh. they have a flat rate of uh, of fifteen dollars. Uh, so that's the uh, that's all like the, the the caveat in it. And more than likely, the NECA the NECA pre-orders are probably going to get theirs first. So if you were like, hey, I want this, I want this first. Like I'm not don't quote me on this because like, it is not a guarantee. But more than likely, the like NECA will send out the to the people who ordered from straight from the NECA site before they send it out to the uh, to the other retailers. Okay. All right, so. Uh, that's really all, all, all we want to uh, talk about that, but I do want to mention this because this did get um, released uh, in between the time. Did of, it change the face? Uh, no, they didn't change the face. All right, so uh, because when it was first put on the NECA site, and like I said, NECA was being coined or like saying, oh, like they weren't saying that it was being uh, if it's a NECA store exclusive or not. Uh, the one thing that they did say was that the they had two versions. They had the one that you can pre-order now, and then they also had the the Bride of Frankenstein Signature Edition from Judith Hogue. And this was limited to two thousand. This did get this did get sold out like on its first day. It didn't like sell out like immediately. It didn't like sell out like the other April O'Neil action figure that they did last year that had the signature. Uh, but this one did. This one did sell out like in its first day. It just took. A little longer, uh, even though like the availability was just the same because both were two thousand units. Uh, so uh, now, if you did get this one, um, unfortunately, if you're hearing about this just now, uh, you're too late. It's been sold out. Uh, but if you're, but if you did get this one, you get like an exclusive uh, eight. Uh, I'm sorry, five by seven uh, like uh, card of, of original art. Uh, of of the Bride of Frankenstein, uh, April O'Neil. This is the cover of the of the actual figure itself. Uh -huh. So uh, you could, but you get the signed. It's signed by Judith Hogue. Um, I mean, like the price difference. This was like this was a hundred dollars, while like the other figure was like thirty two, thirty three. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it was a big price hike, and I like I have like several theories on like why it didn't sell out like right away. Uh, one, the price that seventy dollar price tag was kind of uh, was was kind of high, even though you are getting a signature, is still. But the thing is that NECA already offered Judith's signature last year with that April, other April action figure, the one that was based off the movie. Oh, so many so I think a lot of people were like already got her signature. I don't really need another one. And also, the big draw of that one was that the fact that that April came with the yellow rain jacket, oh. and this one, the only thing that's different, it just it just comes with this card that's signed. Yeah. And like you know, the, the first I think thing they should have done like some extra custom to make it like. Yes, yes, they should have put some extra customization even, in there. Even this necklace. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I agree. I agree. Like, like, make it like, you know, I, I don't know, like, because uh, I think the other one ha has this necklace, but like, make it like a more elaborate, like make it like, make it something, you know, just, just something where like people feel like, oh, I want to get this one. Because like I said, the other one had the, the yellow raincoat and other people were, like, that was the, that was a big draw. People like, there was a lot of people that are like, I don't care about the signature. I just want the yellow, uh, 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 raincoat. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, 
I mean that that's that's why I think this one took a little. Uh, if you are if you are in the Atlanta area, we know Judith will be here in June at the Ranger Stop and Pop uh, convention. Uh, so, because uh, like that's also what I wanted to talk about was like I know a lot of people like as much as they would like to have Judith's signature, they would actually like want to meet her. Yeah. And because we, we had this conversation, yeah, some of the experience, uh, we had this um, conversation ourselves, like when this one came out, uh, and because uh, like it is like it is a difference between like getting something signed and getting it signed in person. Yes. It, it uh, just just for that uh, experience, but uh, I mean, about the next thing I'm going to talk about is uh, Super Seven because Super Seven has a uh, a site exclusive uh, figure. And I actually think it's uh, pretty cool. They have this glow-in-the-dark foot soldier. Uh, so the only way to uh, pre-order this right now is from Super Seven site. It's not going to be on. It's not going to be on any other retailers. Uh, yes, yes, can't see. It's uh, Twitter and Discord. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, but but yeah, uh, the uh, the uh, this foot soldier is the exact same foot soldier that you were able to order from. Uh, Super 7 uh, before, except this time he has some, uh, like, all of his weapons are glow-in-the-dark and pretty much most of his body. Like, the only things that's not really glow-in-the-dark is pretty much the hood, hood part, but his eyes do glow-in-the-dark. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and it's that electric blue glow-in-the-dark, uh, it's that electric blue uh, uh, glow-in-the-dark from, uh, the, it's very similar to the Baxter Stockman that they did like for that San Diego Comic-Con exclusive uh, figure uh, like I they did a couple so. I think the purple in the head and the pink one also might be those blue color lights it could be so uh, the only place you can uh, pre-order this figure right now is on uh, Super 7 site it's gonna be available for uh, 30 days as of now I think it's already been up for 10 I believe um, is uh, so uh, you know, you still have time. Uh, so wherever you're listening to this, you still have time uh, to to pre-order. It looks pretty cool. Uh, you know, I think the limit is two. So if you want to like army build as much as you can, you can like you know definitely uh, uh, do that and like just uh, you know if you or if you just want to add if you already have some Super Seven uh, uh, foot soldiers, and you want to add more to it. Like you know, I personally I'm a sucker for glow in the dark. I, I think that they're, they're pretty cool. Uh, so. Uh, Oh, uh, so Legendary Black Guy wants to know what's the price. The price is uh, $55 on Super 7 site. Oh. It is uh, it is Super 7. It, it's it's 55 uh, When you pre-order on Super 7, it's uh, you do pay for it up front. So you pay for it, and then it's expected to ship in September 2023. So you're going to like pay for it and then wait a year. How uh, tall are they? Uh, they are about 7 inches. They're about seven inches tall, but you know, uh, you know, we have a, we do have a, uh, uh, what's it called, a, a review video of the Raphael Super Seven figure. We need to review the other. We have all the other turtles. We just haven't got around to reviewing them. <laughs> I wish, I wish they made one that uh, you could uh, replace the the body with the one that is like already cut and the wires oh yeah that's a NECA one but yeah that would be really cool yeah yeah I, I know what you're not that, that's a NECA that's not a super seven but that would actually be pretty cool if we can uh, replace that uh yeah 
Uh, but yeah, like I said, uh, you know, uh, you can pre-order that. And also, uh, wherever you guys are listening uh, to this, we have all the pre-order links, like, in our description. So, uh, like, you know, if you're listening to this and you were like, oh, hey, where do they, where you could pre-order it, uh, you know, our description uh, has that, has those pre-orders. So, uh, we got you covered over there. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about, and I, we're going back to Glow in the Dark, because I'm a sucker for Glow in the Dark. Uh, and but we're actually going to be talking about... San Diego Comic-Con figures, because uh, the Loyal Subjects has announced their uh, their San Diego Comic-Con uh, figures, which are available for pre-order uh, right now. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is this glow-in-the-dark Casey Jones. Uh, so it's going to be like the Casey Jones that we saw uh, before. If you remember, we talked about it uh, a few months ago. Yeah. Uh, so what is glow-in-the-dark? Like, so his weapons glow in the dark, and I believe his face mask also glows in the dark. Maybe his shirt, I can't tell from the picture, to be honest. I think I'll see it. Yeah, it looks like it could be his shirt. I mean, unfortunately, these are digital renders, so we don't actually have the physical uh, figure, what it looks like yet. Uh These are just, like, just the digital render. I do want to talk about his uh, his face, because, alright, so, this... The Loyal Subjects uh, Casey Jones figure, the one that you can pre-order off of uh, Walmart right now, the one we talked about before, he had the face that looked like from the 2003 series. This one, he has that same face. It's like, you know, but they painted like face mask on it. So And like the way that they painted the face mask, it almost looks like how Casey looks in the 2012 series when he first like takes off the mask. Mm-hmm. And like he had that, he had that weird face paint. Skeleton. Yeah, yeah, he had that skeleton uh, face, uh, 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 face paint like on, um, on his face, like when he took off the mask and everything. So it's almost like this hybrid of like the 2003 Casey face with like a paint job of a, uh, uh, of a like you know the the 2012. So uh, that's, uh, and I'm thinking that the reason why they chose uh, this one for this particular one is one to make it more unique uh, for like the Comic-Con exclusive. Also, uh, because it looks like his face glows in the dark and I think they just want to make his his unmasked face also uh, glow in the dark. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, like, you know, uh, uh, this, this is available uh, this is going to be available for pre-order, I believe. Uh, uh, this is going to be a a, a comic. This is going to be a Comic Con exclusive uh, figure, and it's a PX uh, exclusive. So that means that um, that it's going to be available on those specialty online uh, uh, retailers. The uh, the other uh, Comic Con exclusive uh, figure that uh, that they released uh, for uh, for loyal subjects is this uh rocksteady and bebop and rocksteady and bebop uh they're in a different color they're like this orange uh so if you're seeing on uh, on on youtube you can see the exact uh color but it's like this orange tint that uh it's this orange tint and it's supposed to represent them uh flashing when you uh when you play the arcade game so because uh, the way if you when you play the arcade game is that when you fight a boss, uh, when they're 
uh, when they're about to die, uh, they flash, and then they flash like you know the the, the more they flash, that means the the closer like the pl closer that their health is is all is almost done. It's basically kind of like you know like after like you know if you get defeated and then you see like they're they're uh, they're flashing oranges to to get the kids to put another quarter in to just kind of uh you know just get another like you know just to be like oh I I still have a chance uh to. Uh, be, be, to be honest, I, I like uh, I like the paint scheme for both uh, these Roxanne Bebop and uh, the and the uh, the Casey Jones. Uh, the I will say like so uh, if you guys remember uh, when we talked a few months ago about the Roxanne and Bebop uh, loyal subject figures, they actually have it like where uh, we get to. Uh, we, we get to actually have them uh, turn into their humans. They still, since this is just a repaint, this is a San Diego Comic Con uh, repaint. You can still make it into uh, into their humans. Uh, it's just that because it's just a repaint, uh, Rocksteady still has the jacket uh, because that was their way to get around with Rocksteady. So we don't have to change the color of the arms. Uh, we just have to. Uh, uh, do um just just do it like where he has both the shirt and the jacket so that way you, all you have to do is just change the hands to get the human flesh color uh so and i just thought it was just really interesting on the art for rock steady because on the art of the box they sh actually show them like you know flashing and like uh they're uh like you know like basically like on the ground like you defeated them uh rock steady's art they actually added the the sleeves the the jack the the jacket sleeves uh to the uh to the art of that of the figure of the, of the video game uh art which if you played the arcade game he did not have the the jacket uh so uh the so both of those uh both those uh, low subject uh saying comic-con figures are available up for pre-order uh if you're wherever you listen to this we have the pre-order links uh for you guys so you can start uh uh, pre-ordering them uh, right now uh, and like I said the both of them are going to be PX exclusive so uh, you should be able to also pre-order from your local uh, game shop or your local comic book shop uh, as well or and I believe it's also going to be available as GameStop as well I believe PX exclusives also um, uh, go, go in there uh, so uh, that's pretty much all we have uh, uh, for this week Alrighty, and just as a quick reminder, we do the news section live every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we love it when you guys uh, join us. You ready to get with uh, this week's episode? Yes. Alright. This week we're talking about European Season, Episode 11, April Gets in Dutch. This originally aired in September 27th, 1993. This was directed by Bruno Rene Hutches, and it was written by Misty Taggart. You want to give us a summary, honey? Yes. So, in this episode, they are in uh, Holland. Holland, yeah. Holland. Yep. And um, there is a um, there is a museum that there is uh, there is like a diamond in it, and um, uh, April and Irma want to do the um, the press conference, I don't know, news report, something, for, uh, like, people are over there, and, um, um, from the other side, uh, Crank, um, is looking for this diamond, because, um, he think if he had, 
if you get uh, this diamond, he can put it on top of the, oh no, that arcade kind of machine that he had. <laughs> and and, uh, and they, can, uh, they can bring the... Um, the technodrome, the technodrome to, Earth. to Earth again. Right. And um, so they're trying to do that. Uh, he he sent uh, people of Rhapsody and Shredder from the portal uh, to that uh, to Holland to get the diamond. And um, from the other side, the turtles also in Holland. I don't know where is the splinter. He probably <laughs> 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 he probably still in the France. I don't know. <laughs> probably is. I completely forgot about Splinter. Yes. I have no idea where he is. And um, um, so the rest of the story is just uh, like uh, like stealing the uh, uh, diamond. Sure, they're trying to steal the diamond, but there was like two other, uh, like, they looked like police officers, but they were like, I don't know, they were like robbers. Um, they changed their, uh, the diamond with the fake one. So in between, we have two uh, diamond. One is fake, one is real. And uh, Shredder, Turtles, uh, Krang, and everyone are after this. And uh, they put it in the April bag. And uh, so the story is all around this diamond that is going from one place to another place. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Let's uh, let's go ahead and start uh, breaking this episode down. Uh, first, I really want to talk about the title because like, when I first heard this title, because it's literally April gets in Dutch, and I was like, to me, it made no sense. And then one part in the episode where, like, uh, they're running, like, the turtles and, a- and Irma are running. I think April was with them, too. Uh, no, she was captured. Never mind. Um, but a- Irma mentions, oh, I didn't imagine I would get in Dutch in Holland or something like that. And I was like, so when she said it, I was like, okay, is this a phrase? So I had to look it up. Uh, and, yes, apparently the phrase, get in Dutch means you are in trouble. Uh, yeah! I, I don't know. I thought they were talking about the Dutch language or something. No, I mean, they... I mean, it's... It is the Dutch... Like, I mean, when I hear Dutch, I hear, like... I think of, like, language or something like that. I think of, like, the European area. I just didn't know that this was a phrase. And not only this is a phrase, I don't know if this is a reference or not to this title, but... Uh, back in the mid 1920s, I was about to say 20s, but that like I just realized we are in the 20s. Um, but like in the 1920s, so like almost 100 years ago, about 100 years ago, Walt Disney had these animated shorts. It was like animated hybrid live action shorts called the Alice Comedies, which was kind of like loosely based off of Alice in Wonderland. Uh-huh. And there was one short that was actually called Alice Gets in Dutch and I don't know if this title was a reference short so what is uh, this episode title? April Gets in Dutch Oh. they literally just changed the word Alice to April which those two names are so similar yes I, so, I, like, really I, I mean, I mean this is like this is either the strongest coincidence I mean cause let's not forget when this episode premiered it was like more it was like almost 70 years old of uh, this short, and this isn't like a famous short or any. I mean, it's not like super famous or anything like that. It's not timeless or anything like that. But I don't know. I think. But anyway, when you're artist, you're 
you see all these thing references. Right, exactly. I mean, and also, let's not forget that short was made by Walt Disney. It was not like, you know, it was like, oh, it's not like some random thing. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, like, so I could, I honestly, maybe the, maybe the writers or the producer or even the director, Brene Rene Hutches, uh, one of them probably had this like that short in mind and that's how this title came to be i i looked up and down i couldn't find anything to support this i don't think i'll ever find anything to support this i'm pretty sure um i mean you know i'm pretty sure if i asked like misty or i think her name is like susan taggart uh like probably won't remember and uh, unfortunately Bruno Rene hutches is not with us anymore but I really think this is supposed to be a reference to that short. I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it, it, make, it makes sense. Uh, it just, just things I found out, like, doing some research on this title. And, like, so, uh, you know, let us know if you actually have heard this phrase before. Because this is literally my first time ever hearing this phrase. I mean, you know, I mean, yes, I've heard it once when I watched this episode, like, 15 years ago, but obviously I didn't retain it or I didn't care then, but now I do a podcast and now I do care. <laughs> now you care about every single detail. Now I care about every single detail, like how we start breaking down this episode and the first thing you see in like the first like literally three milliseconds because it goes in a blink of an eye, but like there's a sign that says, welcome to Amsterdam, and it, but it just goes by fast. Oh, really? Yeah. I, you didn't see that sign? No. No, it literally goes fast. They don't, like, usually something like a sign like that, like, because, like, they want to, like, establish, oh, hey, they're in, like, uh, Holland and in the city of Amsterdam. They kind of, like, want to, like, oh, okay, let's put it in there for, like, um, you know, like, three to five seconds, like, so, uh, so, like, you know, people can, like, establish, oh, they're in Amsterdam. And then, like, like so they... And then, they, but this literally was like blinking. You miss it, like it, it the like you know, the, the background artist was like, "Oh no, we don't have time for this sign. We're, here, here you go. It, did did you catch it? Too bad. Don't worry. We we put some lines in there." <laughs> uh, so. And I was writing something. I missed it, or it was too fast for me. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like you might have been writing something because I'll be honest. This next part, I had to rewind because, okay, so we see that they're bringing in boxes into Holland. And uh, while they're bringing it in, like, we actually have, like, accents, like, uh, which I was kind of surprised because we don't really hear too many accents, like, of people talking. But, like, we heard accents, and not only we heard accents, we heard, we, we heard, like, the people like loading these boxes keep saying the word yeah because every sentence they they said to, and with yeah let's do this yeah okay let's go get some coffee yeah like you know like stuff like that i was like i was like okay i get it you're in europe all right go with the stereotype that's what you're doing but but uh but yeah we we get to the we get to the box we 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 see the box and there's some muffled like noises and everything, and then like we see like we see like the eyeballs like in like the box like uh, slit and everything. Oh, that was eyeballs. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the eyeballs. Because it was too fast, and I was like, 
What was it? I thought that there were like small toys or something. I was like, I saw that you smiled and I was like, I, I, I just didn't notice at that moment. I was like, what was that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, there, there was eyeballs. And then like, then they put the, the box down. And as soon as like, oh, like, you know, the people leave, the box opens and there's a freaking turtle van. <laughs> and, and like, and this is like where I had to rewind because I literally was like writing down like, like, you know, the eyeballs and the accents. And then like all of a sudden I was like, wait, where did the turtle van? I was like, did the turtle van come from a box? So I had to rewind, and yes, the turtle van was in the box. Like, this is, like, really the weirdest way that we have, like, the turtles, like... The weird part for me was that uh, when the when the van was inside the box, uh, Mikey... No, no. Uh, Leonardo and Raphael were inside the van. No, Leonardo and Mikey were inside the van. Okay, so two of them were inside the van. And oh, Donnie and Raph... We're standing behind the van. They were standing... Uh, yeah, okay. So I, I wrote that down too. Where the heck was Donnie and Raph? <laughs> like, like, because that is a big van. And that, like, literally, this box is as big as the van. Like, like the, 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 whoever, like, made this box, like, made it in the perfect size of the van. And it's like, okay, where were they, where were they standing? They had to be the most, those two had to be in the most uncomfortable position. And just throughout the whole time, I'm thinking, they're in this box. They can't be comfortable. Why are they not inside the van with the other two? <laughs> like, I mean, you know, we've seen some of the European episodes where they gave them, where they gave the van, like, two rows like this couldn't be an episode where they this the van had two rows of seats for them, like or or they couldn't like you know just be in the back where like, all the computer area is. Yeah, because if if I if I think that I'm in a box and with a big van, I wouldn't be comfortable because if the box moved, then the van move and you could be crushed. Yes, definitely, you could be crushed. No, you're absolutely. Uh, right about that and There's something else that i wrote uh that um it got my attention was that uh the people that they were the workers that they were working it's funny that you mentioned the uh the Ex accent uh -huh. but i was more paying attention to their design uh because always when they um uh, when we had people or like random people um uh, in ninja in this ninja turtle cartoon and they were more like caricature kind of like yeah faces, but here they were they're being more towards the realistic or more like acceptable features. You know, no, you now you say yeah, you're right because these guys were not like characters. These were just definitely like oh hey, like they could have just plucked these guys from like the background or something like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah. They, they don't have those funny faces. Right, right, right. None of these guys have the funny faces. But you're right because we usually when we get to, like, oh, we got this kind of, we got, we got like this like one-off character. They usually put like some sort of like exaggerated face just so for like the kids to like remember it. No, no, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, something Michael Atkins did uh, right is that um, he thought it was funny that when the the van is actually being loaded that nobody. Um, that nobody like working over there had any hard hats, like while the like while the vans like had the box, which is uh, like yeah, safety thing. And, and he also said there's there's no uh, OSHA or equivalent um, 
in in Holland is basically like, hey, there's no one to check on the the standards and safety and everything. <laughs> yeah. Right now we have a baby shark in front of us with Mario. Uh, yes. Hat. Yes, yes, yes. So we have a baby shark in front of us right now, and he is wearing the Mario hard hat that Nintendo gave us. Gave us the Mario hard hat is from <laughs> Super Mario Maker. If you guys want to know, uh, yeah, uh, our son found <laughs> our promotional uh, Mario hard hats that we got from one of the conventions that like Nintendo hosted, which was really fun. We we enjoyed it. We got like a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, when we did that Nintendo thing, and he he found it, he wore it, and then like he came he came in the room like all happy about about this hard hat, and then now he gave it to Baby Shark, and so like <laughs> Baby Shark is totally ready to unload like a box of a turtle van. Like <laughs> Baby Shark's definitely one hundred percent go to. Uh, He's gonna go go into the to Holland and like teach these people like the safety like you know that's actually why they had to leave they had to take, do a safety meeting and be like hey you don't drop boxes without hard hats and baby sharks like singing do 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 don't 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 do 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 wear hard hats <laughs> I apologize for that uh, <laughs> so. Then we had the pizza. Yeah. All right. Uh, did you do? You, do you want to know what the pizza was? Pizza. It like, was oh well the toppings on the pizza because you know you know because we have the weird to- uh, flavors on the on, on the toppings. Oh, what was the pizza? It was hot fudge, liverwurst with melted cheese. Uh. Yeah, that just sounds disgusting. Like the fact is, like I mean, hot fudge with like liverwurst. I mean, ooh, god, that's like no. Uh, you know, and then like we have a uh, we have one of our uh, listeners, uh, uh, Kirk Cooks. That'd be uh, gross. Yeah, Kirk. Uh, uh, I don't know if you made this uh, episode or not because if you guys have not watched his uh, YouTube channel, he's been recreating every pizza that's been uh, that every weird combination pizza that's been listed on each episode. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you uh, reached it here yet, but can't wait to. See how you uh, tried this one. <laughs> so good luck with eating that. Yeah, good luck with eating that. Oh gosh, he is a brave soul because half the pizzas that the Ninja Turtles like mention, I'm like, I wouldn't touch that. Like, just would not touch that at all. Uh, so, so like while all that's going, you know, Donatello he call he contacts uh, April. Sorry, I just wanted to say something about the pizza. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I apologize. I shouldn't so, be rushing you. It was the, the last pizza they wanted. Yes. But when they were trying to get the slice, I don't know if it was a mistake in drawing or something, it looks like they, they just got a, like a red gooey topping from on top of it. <laughs> Instead of an actual slice, they just like ripped off like the topping? Yes. <laughs> it was probably like the their drawing. It, uh, honestly, like you know, I I really think I really think these these European animators just have no idea how pizza's eaten. Like, I mean, now despite the fact, because like, guys are gonna be like, oh, Italy like invented pizza. Italy's pizza is nothing like our American pizza. Just letting you guys know, when you go to Italy and you like want a pizza, like literally, it's a sandwich. Now. Because how popular American pizza has gotten, people in Europe know what what pizza is like. What 
what we know what pizza is. It's just that you go to Italy and you're like, oh, hey, I want a pizza. Like, uh, I'm just saying, their pizza literally is a sandwich. But yeah, so uh, I, uh, after all that, like, you know, this is like where D Donatello, he contacts uh, April. Uh, you know, as Anna mentioned, and I didn't notice this until Anna mentioned this in our in our uh, summary, on our fantastic summary, uh, I should say, of this episode. Uh, Splinter is not in this episode. He's nowhere near seen, nor, nor is Vernon, you know. So, in if you guys know, like, those two are voiced by the same character. So, obviously, Splinter and Vernon, they're out having their own adventure, probably in France. <laughs> vacation. Vacation, yeah. Maybe they're still in the Orient Express, and they're like, okay, now that, like... All the trouble has like happened and everything. They're like, okay, now it's all calm. Let's let's actually have like fun at in in Turkey. If you pay attention, every episode that Winter has a uh, cute costume or something. Yeah. Then the next episode he disappear. <laughs> you think he's just um maybe his his out like he's like oh no I don't have a costume. Let me go get another one. <laughs> uh, April and Irma they're. They're also vacationing, and they actually mentioned that they are actually vacationing, but April still has to do her European uh, correspondence w while she's while she's in Holland. But Donnie, he he contacts uh, April and so a Holland is uh, well known for the flowers, isn't it? I believe so. Uh, 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 they have like they have they are well known for like having like very beautiful flowers right yeah yes yes they're well known for having beautiful flowers i also know about um the windmills they're very really well known for for windmills uh the big thing the big thing like that people know about amsterdam i will say is that amsterdam is uh known for like most of like the 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 drugs are like legal over there uh. yeah yeah so that's why like a lot of people like uh, a lot of people like to go visit uh, Amsterdam because they get it, like because there's no trouble with doing uh, illegal uh, drugs over there. Mm. Yeah, obviously this show is not going to be teaching kids about that. Uh, now I will say, okay, this show, this episode in general does not have an educational portion. Like you know, we we see Holland and everything, but they don't really say what's. I guess because Splinter's not here, he's like, so we don't have, like, someone to teach us the culture. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because, uh, yeah, like, I mean, as you said, like, Holland's, like, known for flowers. I know, uh, uh, I, I know, I know windmills. I also know about the wooden clogs. Um, but, like, they kind of, like, touch on all that. But they don't, like, really go after, go really over it. Uh, but which I I think I, I like this way. Yeah. To be no. directly like. To be honest, I, I kind of like it indirectly because you know no one likes it when you kind of point something out like you know it's like that's not that that's not a good way to do it. So they were like uh, Irma and April were in a, next to a flower store kind of thing. Right. In the street together. Yeah, and this is like we're. April basically told uh, Donatello, like, oh, first, it's like, okay, first we need to go do a new segment on the Duchess Diamond, and then we'll meet up with you. And uh, I did, I did do some uh, research on uh, the Duchess Diamond, because I want to know if this was uh, real or not. And, uh, like, you know, there is, 
like as far as I I can see fi find out there's no such thing as a Duchess diamond, but there is a Duchess diamond cut. Like there's a cut called the Duchess. Mm. Yeah. Uh so so speaking of flowers, can I say things? Of course. Have you ever been in a flower shop in Iran? I don't think I've ever been in a flower shop in Iran. I have to show you because it's so different from America. Like in uh -huh. America, I, I saw more like they have like, and they set up the flower for you and you go just choose which bouquet you like and everything. Right. But in Iran, um, the, um, the flower shops is like full of different style of flowers. You go and choose whichever you like, like different kind of thing. You uh, choose each flowers, which leaves do you like, all this kind of thing, and which ribbon do you like, uh, and then uh, and then they decorate and put them together in front of you and give it to you. Oh wow! It's a very cool experience. Oh, you know what? I will go to a flower shop with you. Yes. I will. I'll definitely. I'll definitely do that. So after. So up here, this is where we go into our next scene, which is in Dimension X. Because, you know, whatever the Turtles and April are doing, this is... Shredder and Krang have to also be looking at the same thing. Like, you know, this, we've gotten used to this. Like, you know, this is nothing new. Uh, so, because Krang's like, oh, I want the Duchess Diamond. And I do like Shredder's, Shredder's line. Shredder's like, oh, um, what are you going to do? Uh, hop. Um, hawk, hawk the diamond to get plane tickets because because like Krang basically said like oh we can we can use that diamond to get the the Technodrome into Dimension X and like Shredder's like no you can't <laughs> and this is where Krang explains and everything um and something that that does because this is I think the first time it's brought up in the European season uh that the Technodrome has no fuel or like that was a running thing back in season four it was like oh we have to get fuel for the Technodrome oh we have to get and uh also I think it was season three as well like it was like oh we need fuel for the Technodrome we need fuel for a Technodrome and here it's like okay we just have no fuel like you know uh but Krang explains that the diamond can make a laser into the air that will bring the Technodrome from Dimension X to Earth. And, like, this is the, apparently the only size diamond that can do it in the entire Earth. Like, like you know. Uh, so, so he sends uh, Shredder, Krang... I'm sorry. He sends Shredder, Roxanne, and Bebop to Earth... And so he opens up the portal. I do want to mention about the portal is like portal is different. Yeah, the yeah I, I wrote the, the portal effect is like different. Um, because like he opens up the portal, we and we hear the sound effect of the portal, like you know that like that that humming sound that the portal makes. Yeah. So we hear that, and but we don't have that 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 blue uh translucent thing. Uh, instead, it's like some green screen, which I felt like I felt like okay, are they supposed to put like the portal image up, uh, um front above there, and and then like just uh, when they go through, it they just like they just like disappear, like yes, and then uh, yes, they, I don't know why they completely changed the portal, and also when they go through, there's like a yellow like. A yeah, like a yellow effect of them, like, going through. Yes, like yeah. electricity, like, kind of thing. Right, right, exactly. Because, like, 
because last week we had a different portal effect because last week we had like that red line and it, it and then like here's like okay we just just gave up on the portal we just here you just go through and we put some yellow uh thing in there to represent that you went through space so so you know right as shredder like tells krang's like oh have i ever failed you before and before he leaves and everything you know what krang does after after shredder uh, says that kind of nonsense line what well, he does he breaks the fourth wall fourth wall break mutant turtle filth it's not true we shower regularly because, you know, out of all of our villains who break the fourth wall, like, you know, Raphael does it the most on the turtles. Krang does it the most for the bad guys, I'll say. He it, is the best. Yes, he is the best. But yes, Krang bo- breaks the fourth wall and he says, well, it's like, it's like, well, you have to succeed in almost every episode. <laughs> and so, yeah, he basically like calls out Shredder how like, you know, Pretty much Shredder has been failing, you know, since uh, episode one of the show. And, like, you know, we're already in, like, 91 episodes in. And Shredder's still failing. Still failing. So, uh, yeah, good on, good on Krang to call him out. Uh, so. Uh, they are next to, uh, I don't know, it's a lake or is a sea or what is it? Yeah, it was like a river or something like that. And we have, like, turtles. The, the turtles look like they're in, like, total vacation mode. They have, like, the shirts and the sunglasses. Oh yes, when I saw their shirt, I was thinking of that like um, Hawaiian turtle shirt that you have. Yes, 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 th- yes. It was like totally like the the Hawaiian shirts. Yes, exactly. It was so so much like that. You got it from Nika? Uh, no. I think that came from Team T Box. Uh-huh. I believe. I have to check. I have to. You can I'll... send a picture on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send a picture. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fun shirt. I like that shirt. Uh, yeah, so so yeah, Roxy, Bebop, and Shredder, uh, they come, they happen to teleport right in front of the turtles, and uh, Donnie points out to Leo because, like, uh, Leo actually makes a joke, and, like, Donnie was like, oh, hi, hey, Leo, you made a joke! And it was supposed to just make fun of how, like, serious Leonardo has, like, gone, like, and... Uh, like in the in the first few seasons and like it's just like here we've gone like basically we've gone from like like kind of like the the serious leo like where everything he he says has been like oh like you know straight to action straight to business and everything and leo has like really like lined up and i mean i know there's a episode title leo lightens up but we'll get into later um but it is something that i did I have like noticed now that um, it's like from rewatching these episodes, especially like sometimes when I'm like doing the dishes and that kind of stuff, I like to watch like like uh, some of the older seasons, like season one and season two. And I'm like, man, Leo was just like not a jokey person at the beginning. Yes, in general, I feel Leonardo had the least personality. Yes, yes, Leo had like Leo had like zero personality. Especially in the first, like, two seasons. I mean, because, like, because Mikey was, like, the fun one. Donnie was the smart one. Raph was the sarcastic one. And then you had just, like, Leonardo. And it was like, what's what's your one dimension? 
I'm the leader. And he had, like, nothing to go with other than he was the leader. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it really was, like, I think, like, around here is, like, where we're seeing more of, like, a Leo character now. Uh, because uh, it's something I didn't, like, like, you know, the person who, to be honest, the person who pointed out to me was uh, definitely Mike when we had uh, Mike on uh, back with the uh, Hokum Hair episode. When he mentioned that, I, I really was like, oh, man. And I re- started rewatching the episode. I'm like, no, he's, he was absolutely right. Leo had zero personality. And he just, he like, he's just, like, now, like, developing it. Like, I think, like, like Cam Clark is, like, kind of like, okay, I need to give him something. Because he's not, he's just being boring. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, it, like, but, but yeah, like, I, I did like the fact, like, they kind of pointed out here and everything so they fight so they're fighting uh bebop and rocksteady they're like you know like bebop and rocksteady are like losing bad and uh they're also fighting uh, like shredder like donnie at one point like jumps in front of shredder and shredder's like you gotta get out of my way uh like you know kind of thing at one point during the bebop and rocksteady fight they bebop and rocksteady they fall like in that lake or in that river, whatever it was, whatever that body of water is, they fall in there, mm-hmm. and and they then they're like, oh, they start asking, hey guys, can you give us a rope and or give us a line and like you know, Raph does his joking thing, Donnie's like over there, and then all of a sudden like Leo's like, okay, uh, um, here's some rope guys, and he throws a rope to them, and then for some reason, it because it makes no sense after like Leo throws the rope. Like, they start screaming. They start, like, screaming like they're about to, like, get hurt really bad. Yes, they're screaming mama. Yeah, 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 they're screaming mama. And I'm like, he just he just threw you rope. He didn't tie the rope to anything. He just threw it. But it's not like, it's not like he threw, like, live snakes at you. <laughs> like, they're, like, they're being, like, so overdramatic about this. And, like, I mean... At the same time, I don't know what I don't know what the direction and the writing was supposed to be at this one point. Like, was it supposed to be Leo supposed to help them, but he doesn't help them, and they're now fearful? Like, like I, I don't know. It just felt like a wasted like two minutes. Uh, right now, I don't know why you said uh, talking about like over dramatic. Suddenly, that scene came to my mind. That I don't know what was that movie that you were watching was the. Uh, actor from Spider-Man. Oh, Uncharted. And he, he just he just dropped some someone in 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 the space in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So at the beginning of the movie, they're they're hanging from like the cargo plane, and he drops someone. And then he said, "I'm sorry, I overreacted." <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. Yes, Anna really loved that part of the movie. Then she fell asleep for the rest. Of it. <laughs> anything that, that was just the only thing that I love <laughs> that you do something so wrong that there's no way you fix it and just you just kind of apologize to that bad guy yeah. like who's trying to kill you is like oh, sorry about that I just overreacted <laughs> I just overreacted yes <laughs> so yeah uh, but being rock steady they get saved by shredder as like shredder steals a boat and then he grabs be rock steady and everything 
And then we go to so our. It was interesting that how should I help people when drug study? Right. To go to the, to the boat, and I think he has a little good heart. I think Shredder does have a little good heart. I mean, you know, as much as he like can't stand Bebop and Roxanne when they mess things up, I think like part of it is like you know what they they try hard. <laughs> I forgive them. Like you know, they're they're at least trying. They're not they're, like you know they may be failing, but they're not like the, like you know they're. They're not trying to like do it on purpose. He's like, you know, he he sees he sees like a little hope in them. He's like, okay, maybe if I just guide them <laughs> to the right direction, they'll actually do some. They'll actually succeed. Uh, so, uh, so after the scene, we go into a new scene where we meet two new characters. Uh, who is Spats Spackle Spark? Oh, sorry, Spats Sparkle and Dag and. They are dressing up as security officers as they're kind of like talking way out loud for the audience, for only the audience benefit that they are actually uh, thieves. They're diamond thieves and they have plans to steal the Duchess diamond. And in fact, they have a fake diamond that they're going to, uh, they're going to switch uh, out with the real diamond as like, like they basically they're telling the audience a whole plot like you know in like in thieving 101 you would not do this but for a television show you for a 20 minute television show you obviously need to tell the audience this so you know what's going on and we need to and the audience needs to know that these are not real security officers and that they're thieves yes i was i was confused at first okay. yeah i mean I will say, uh, because we've gotten so used to with the show that, like, anytime, like, anytime there's, like, anything, like, oh, uh, they need to steal something, because, you know, we've had, like, Shredder, Roxanne, and Bebop, like, oh, let's just steal money, because they just need to, and, like, somehow, like, the writers tie that, like, in, like, oh, we need this to make the Technodrome run, or something like that. They, like, you know, we, we've had, like, like, stuff where they do petty crimes, which... Um, like, but most of the time, like, it's like, anytime they're like, oh, we need the mob to do this, we find out, like, oh, they were actually working under Shredder and Krang the whole time, like, you know, it's like, oh, the, oh, the gang, oh, the gang was actually doing what, uh, Roxanne Bebop wanted, because that was Shredder and Krang's plan, like, the, it's always like, whenever there's outside people, they've always been involved with Shredder and Krang. This is our, really our first time where we're having, like, thieves who are not, like, uh, associated with Shredder and Krang actually there to inadvertently mess up Shredder and Krang's plan. Yes. Yeah, like, so it was, like, a really interesting thing. And, like, I kind of liked it because because I, I just like that we had this this new dynamic now. Like, yes, you know. I really like those, uh, as you said, those layers of, like, story... It kind of reminded me of like, uh, like, uh, what do you call those uh, stories that they're about? Like, uh, someone is trying to find who is who, who killed who. Oh, oh, like, um, like mystery stories. Yes. Yeah, like a murder mystery kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh uh, no, no, I, I, I liked it as you said. It added a layer. We're like, because you know now we have like these other two crooks. Obviously, these aren't going to be, like, two important crooks, because it's not like they're going to come back to... They're not going to go to New York 
um, after all this. Like, you know, they're going to stay in Holland and that kind of stuff. So they set out their plan. And then we go into Shredder, Roxanne, and Bebop as they're disguised. And, okay. All right, honey. How many times have I said... Oh, how many times have I been disappointed with, like, Shredder's disguise? <laughs> like, what have I been complaining about Shredder's disguises? Especially, like, last week's episode. That he always have to keep his mask and those um, sharp armor yeah, things. Yeah, like, the, the armor. Yes. The Like, like the armor. This episode, like, Shredder, like, finally listened to me. And he was like, he, he was like, Jason is correct. I need to... Not have the spike armors on me. He actually has a disguise where he does not have his armor on. I mean, he has a hat. He has a suit. We see his hair. The I almost only didn't thing recognize him. was it? I said I almost didn't recognize him. Right, but there was one. <laughs> there was one factor that that you knew you could recognize him, and what was that? Mask. His mask. <laughs> he still has. The, the mask on. If this was like, if this was in the, you know, 2020s, I could understand. Because, you know, like... But isn't it like, I'm sure when you, in the past, when you watch it, you would say, okay, this is Shredder. But isn't like in 2020, like, when you watch it, the first thing comes to your mind is that he has the mask because of the COVID or something. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh... And I'm like, wait, no, this is like 30 years before this was a thing. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> like if we show this, if we show this uh, episode to like my son in like, like, you know, in about like two or three years, he would probably be like, he would not question why he has a mask on. Yes. Like he would be like, he probably oh. Question why Bebop and Rocksteady doesn't have masks. Right, right. He would question why they don't have masks. He would question why like the other people behind them don't have masks. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's something uh, Michael Atkins actually wrote. He's like, he said, why is the mask part of Shutter's disguise? It would be a perfect disguise if he dropped the mask. Also, does the mask have legs like glasses that hook around his ears or something like that? Y- yeah, that's something like. Oh, uh, I mean, Shredder's mask, and this is, like, the, the addition of, like, Shredder's mask where it just, like, kind of just, like, kind of, like, floats on its face. Uh, we've seen some episodes, we've seen some episodes where he actually has, like, a, he actually has it, like, tied, and, it, and his mask looks more cloth than it does, like, metal. Like, I mean, his, his, his mask, like, changes, but this is definitely, like, that that mask we've seen in some episodes where it's just, like... It just hangs on his face like magic. <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know, like, I don't know. He has it, like, hanging off his nose or something like that, and he can just walk, and it just not, does, does not fall off. Or he has, like, invisible hook lines, like, behind his ears or something like that. Yes. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I, I was just happy. I was just happy to see Shredder with that armor. Oh, uh, I still think it's funny he had the mask on. In reality, I believe the artist gate still gave him the mask just so kids would know that Shredder, to be honest, it's I think it was, it was just like one of those decisions they wanted to make because they didn't want to they didn't want to have like the kids be like, oh, who's this? And you know, at the same time, maybe these artists don't even know what Shredder's like face look like. Um, they might not even have like the model sheet of like what Shredder's actual face uh, looks like. They like yeah. you know 
um, they they probably like, had some like notes and like, let them know like oh he does have black hair uh, but like yeah. and that was like all the information they got from him. But I mean, ninety percent of the audience they don't know how the they don't remember how was the Shredder's face. To be honest, you're right. Ninety percent of the audience probably don't know what Shredder's face looks like either. Uh, I mean, and that's just because there are so few episodes where we see his face. Like I. I think the last time we actually saw his face is back in season two, to be honest. Like, uh, and I, I mean, you know, and that could be wrong. I'm, it might be season one. Now I think about it. Is this that, or no, I'm, I'm sorry. I know when the last time we saw his face, it was in season three. It was Kyle Bunga Shredhead. That was the last time we seen his face. Because if you remember, he took off his mask to eat pizza when he thought he was Michelangelo. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, but 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 yeah, like I, I I really think this was the uh, the director's decision just so the audience can clearly see that this is Shredder. Like they just want to make sure, like okay, we need like one one aspect. But I was just happy he was he didn't have his armor. I'm really happy he just didn't have his armor on. But when people Van Rocksteady and Shredder, they were on a they were in the uh, costume and they were on the bicycle. Kind of reminded me of that. Uh, Japanese animation, um, the one that you introduced. You know which one? The, you have to remember because I have no idea how to explain. It. Uh, I mean, I introduced you a lot of Japanese animations. Um, no, it was anime. Uh, it was a funny guy. Lupin. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so Lupin the Third. Yes. Uh huh. Isn't it like it kind of like? <sighs> Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I can definitely see that kind of scene in in Lupin the Third, uh, like where they're riding the bicycles and everything. Uh, yeah, no, I I can definitely see that. So uh, before we get into uh, that part, I do want to mention like so before before Shredder, Roxanne, and Bebop get on the bike, they actually this is where in like the Diamond Thieves they actually like they go through their plan which. They turn off the light, they switch diamond, and then, like, because Shredder and Roxanne, Shredder, Roxanne, and Bebop's plan was they smash and steal the diamond and just, just do it in front of everybody, uh, and it, and then leave. So, the diamond themes, they do their plan, Shredder, Roxanne, and Bebop do their plan, and that basically, the diamond themes have the real diamond, Shredder, and, Shredder, Roxanne, and Bebop, they have this fake diamond, but they think it's the real diamond. And then Shredder was like, oh, you guys got the getaway vehicle, right? And they're like, yeah. And we go and see that getaway vehicle is a three-person tandem bike. And I do want to mention this. Uh, uh, Michael Atkins mentioned this because, all right, so last so uh, last episode, uh, like it was the Orient Express. If you remember, at one point, the uh, Shredder, Roxanne, Bebop, they were on the bicycles. And like Shredder was like, oh, this is so humiliating. Like, uh, driving the bicycle. You remember that, right, honey? Um, last episode? Yeah, the last episode. They, they, uh, after they fell off the train, uh-huh. um, they had to get the bicycles. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, uh, so Michael Atkins, he, he actually wrote, and he wrote about that last, last week, and one thing he wrote was, uh, he, he said, oh, it would have been even funnier if they were on a tandem bicycle. Now, uh, Michael wrote that, um... He 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 because I remember he he wrote that about it in in the last episode. But he says that 
Oh, uh, I don't. He says that. Uh, I don't think I commented. I made that comment last last episode. To be honest, I can't remember because uh, that was like two weeks ago. Uh, when we recorded it. Also, I was like deathly sick of like after the recording, so I have like I can't remember uh, what it is. But if I didn't mention it last episode. I'll mention it now. Michael Atkins, he said it would be really funny if they were in a tandem bicycle. And then it was the fact that, like, this episode, they are in a tandem bicycle. And it, it is like, you know, and like it's a three-person uh, bicycle. And it was just, like, you know, poor Shredder. He was, like, not happy that he had to, like, pedal with the other two. <laughs> but uh, something that I want... Uh mentioned that I think we kind of passed but I still like to mention it um, in yeah. the in the old cheese factory yeah there was a sign that said I heart was like the shape of the heart oh uh-huh. I heart cheese okay no I did not see that sign uh we haven't made it to this cheese fa- uh, factory yet though but no, but this this was like before all these things because I wrote oh. it like it was one of those very fast. Uh, oh, what? Oh, okay, okay. So it was in the background. It was in the background. No, I, no. So this was like before, like they put April in the cheese factory. Yes. I'm so wondering if like they just like reused the background and they're like, oh, here's the cheese factory, and then like then they just kind of like moved it over, like one of those things like where. The background layer, they just kind of, like, moved it over. Oh, here's the cheese factory. But then they just kind of, like, cut, like, some other parts of, like, and just made a one continuous background thing. Yes. Uh, but anyway, it was one of those very uh, that fasting that I saw. But what I wanted to mention is that, um, like, to see, like, like, these days it's very, like, usual to use the these signs and emojis in, like, uh, and people can read it. Right. Like, like um, right in the in the 90s this wasn't a thing this like yes like i want to say like for example i heart new york or this kind of like when was when they start being popular uh, you know what i think okay so i will say i think i heart new york was popular in the in the um 80s and 90s because i remember seeing those stickers uh-huh. like i want to say then that was but that but like but that was just that, but that was like a New York kind of thing. That wasn't like a oh, I heart everything like uh, because like you know as you were mentioned we weren't using emojis but we didn't have emojis back then like you know we weren't like using uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, people were still not decoding this kind of language. Right, 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 exactly. Uh, it just was interesting for me when yeah. I saw that. No, no, no. That's that. To be honest, is interesting to me. I, I, I gotta go back and like find it. That's. Uh, I'm actually kind of shocked because, like, as you said, like now for us, this is like, oh, this is normal because, like, you know, we're like, oh, we have like so many things where we say, oh, I heart this, I heart this. Like, you know, there's a freaking TV show that's called like I heart something. I don't know what the person's name is, but like literally the the show, like the they do the title the title of I and then the heart symbol. <laughs> And, like, I mean, uh, my mom likes it. I don't know what it... I really don't know what it's called. I just know... I just know the guy from the Mike and Molly's in that show. But we're not about to, We're not talking about that show now. We're talking about Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, but, but you're right. This is this was not a common... This was not, like, a, a common, like, phrase back then. So that's kind of, like, interesting that they had. 
Yeah. That. And I'm wondering if that was like, maybe that was like what the cheese factor was called was I heart cheese. That'd be, that'd be interesting. Uh, I do want to mention, okay. So uh, like, you know, this, uh, th- this happens sp- spats and dag. They're like, Oh no, the people, the, the cops are onto us. We got to do. And so they just, they run into April and they, they drop the diamond in, uh, in April's uh, bag. I do want to mention I didn't because I didn't write this down when Donnie mentions it, but they do say. But Donnie mentions it's her camera bag. This totally looks like a purse. Yes, yes, it was it, it was a purse. Yeah, this was definitely a purse. I like because this is the worst. If this is a camera bag, this is the worst looking cam, camera bag ever. That was not a camera. That bag. was not a camera. That was not a camera bag. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, the so they 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 give her the diamond without her knowing, and then. And then we get to, like, the cops, and the cops, like, starts, like, searching around for diamonds. Like, oh, no, the diamond's stolen. And there's this woman, this woman who goes and, like, you know, just shouts, that news reporter was right next to the, uh, uh, to the other, to the other thieves people or something like that. Um, and I'm just like, like, lady, where were you 10 minutes ago? Did you not see her, like, reporting the news? Like, like, did you really thought? Did you really think like this was just a front? Just uh. I think she was one of those that she was zooming on April, and she felt like, oh, she's cute. I'm jealous. <laughs> right, I think so too. I think I think she's like this stupid American comes to our country and uh, doing news reports on the big diamond, and like you know, I I'm got I gotta knock her down a peg. I have no job. Yes, exactly. I have no job. <laughs> exactly. It was like it was like weird. Uh, I do. I did write. Okay, so the cop. One of the cops. There was like two cops. One of the cops had glasses, and his eyes were just like lines, like like Brock from Pokemon. Like, <laughs> and this is like something that Brock from Pokemon has always like bothered me because his eyes are literally just flat lines and i'm like how how can you see like it looks like your eyes are closed and like i don't know like what design is that because no one in the history of having eyes has two lines for eyes <laughs> and and like it, it always like bothers me because it because if everybody's eyes were lines i'm like okay that was an artistic choice and that's just how uh, the show is, but no, I'm just other people have eyes. I'm just taking pictures of Brock from Pokemon. Oh, you're taking? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at is bothering me. What, the, his eyes? Yes. <laughs> you well, know, I, I, something I realized is that Anna has. I don't think Anna has ever seen an episode of Pokemon. She knows what Pokemon is. I don't think she ever actually watched an episode of the show. Oh. No. <laughs> oh wait, but yeah. No, it, it always like bothered me with his eyes because his eyes was always just like these like flat lines and like and like I said like like I said like other people have eyes. Other people like you know especially like anime. Anime ha- everyone has like the big round eyes. This show, most people just have like circle eyes and like no like no actual uh, eye color. I like you know so I like it's not like I need it's. Like, so, it's not like I need that, like, that thing, like, oh, wait, how come April doesn't have brown eyes or anything like that? Like, no, I accept it. Everyone has, like, you know, just, like, white circles and dots. Uh, it's just, like, this one cop character has, 
lines. And I will say another show that annoys me that also does this is Scooby-Doo. Because Scooby-Doo, some characters have, like, these, like, kind of, like, they look like at symbols for eyes. Like, where it's just, like, it's a black pupil with, like, a line with, like, a circle going around it. And then some people actually have, like, like white pupil, like, white, like, pupil eyes. And I'm just, like, you can't, like, you gotta pick a design. You gotta, like, you can't just have some people with one type of eyes and then another people with another type this is it doesn't make sense i mean japanese is a master of like designing all kind of weird eyes i i agree i agree and like use them like to show different expression i don't mind if like the character like sometimes have like a close like line lines to show like expression right but if it's all the time it's, it's, it would bother me else no no it yeah yeah it bothers me this is the like it's something that bothers me, and this cop really bothered me because he had lines for eyes. Like it, I'm just like, okay, why? Like you know, why? Why is his eyes not open? And then, okay, so this also bothered me because like by this time, like this is what the 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 turtles are are going in, and like Irma's like explained explained to the turtles like, oh, someone stole the Ida, someone stole the diamond, and now. The police think it might be April, and like, but the police had a, a like a wanted. Uh, poster. Yeah, they had a wanted poster for the other the 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 spats and dag. Yes, but uh, what I like is that uh, Irma said, "Oh, not my time." Yeah, yes, yes. Ir- we found out Irma does have a limit. Irma's like, oh, I mean, she mentioned that one of the people she saw was like was extremely handsome, which I can only assume that's Shredder. Because the other two that she saw was, like, those bad guys, the uh, the jewel thieves. And she was like, oh, that's not my type. Uh, and I, I do want to mention, like, you know, April April could not figure out that that was Shredder. Just even though, like, he had his, like, face mask, April was like, oh, no. This isn't Shredder. He doesn't have his spikes. It's not like the last time when we saw him on the train and he had a freaking hat over his helmet. <laughs> But, like, you know, the turtles come in, they immediately see Roxanne Bebop. I think but- if it was me, if I was, uh, if I was April, I would go first to some self-defense classes. Yes. I th- no, no, no. At this point, April needs to go to a self-defense class. I mean, she's seeing way too many bad guys. And because of the company she's hanging out with, <laughs> I'm sorry, four Ninja Turtles? And, like, okay, what kind of, what kind of friends are these guys? Like, you know, like... This is like their basically their big main human friend. They they haven't like taught her like at least like one self defense thing move at all. Like <laughs> like you know April gets captured at least once a month in this show. Yeah. Like it it really does feel like every three episodes she's being captured, and like they can't be like okay okay April hold on when someone does this like you know just you know. Push your hand down, uh, you know, uh, like, like elbow them straight in the stomach, then like slam the fist in their face, and then just jump away. They can't like tell teach her that at least. Exactly. Like you know some basics. Tur- like, but here, here the turtles are like are not are not like model citizens at all because like you know the police is like oh okay we're gonna search. We're going to search uh, April's bag. And the turtles are like, 
No, let's run. Let's not forget, April does not know she has the diamond. And if April did not do anything suspicious, why is she running from the cops? Like, I mean, this is... I mean, to be honest, uh, uh, this is like really like getting out of trouble 101, guys. Like, if you did nothing wrong... I think the turtles ask him to run and... The turtles asked her to run because they're like, oh, something bad might happen. Because, like, they immediately think something bad is going to happen. And I guess because, like, they got so used to, like, the police not trusting them because they're big turtles. And, like, they have no disguises at this point at all. Because, like, everyone's like, oh, we're we're chasing after big turtles. And oh, the turtles didn't know that April has it? The turtles did not know April had the diamond. Yeah? No. No one. No. No one but the... Jewel thieves knew that April had the diamond. Like, and so they're running away. And of course the police is going to chase after them because they're running away. Like, you know, when authority kind of tells you, hey, we need to search you. And you have, if you don't, if you have nothing to hide, you don't run away. But they run away. They go into sewers. The police starts chasing them uh, it, uh, in the sewers. And uh, like, you know, this is like when... The uh, uh, Spats and Dag, they also, like, go in and they grab the bag. And then this is, like, when, as soon as they grab the bag, this is, like, when they, this is, like, when they find out, like, oh, April had the diamond. Like, she was, like, I didn't know I had the diamond. And, like, you know, um, that, that whole thing. And then while, while they're, like, chasing after everything, like, you know, because before they find out April has a diamond, like, like, because they still think that Shredder stole the diamond. Let's not forget, they think that Shredder has the diamond. Yeah. Because they don't know about the diamond switch. Oh, they, like, you know, Donnie, like, comes up with... He says something on the lines like, Oh, you know what? I think Shredder took the diamond because he's going to use that to bring uh, the Technodrum to Earth. And it is kind of like... How did, like, Donnie know? Yeah, what? she... she uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. She knows stuff. Right, right, exactly. I mean, I, I understand. Donnie knows things. But Donnie should not know. Don, like, how? Like, there's no way, like, Donnie, like, you just go, oh, you know what? Th- this diamond, like, if he knew that, he, he would have, like, told April, hey, put extra security over here because Shredder and Krang are going to steal that to bring the Technodrome over. But, yeah, that was just, that, that, that was just the writers just trying to be, like, just, just doing shortcuts over there. But, you know, you can call it lazy if you want. Because I do want to talk about a character who did get lazy. And that's Shredder. <laughs> Shredder. Oh, I love it. <laughs> you, you want to talk about this scene, honey? So, in this scene, uh, Bebo and Drax study, they're doing the pedal for the, uh, for the, what do you call those bikes? Uh, tandem bikes. Tandem bikes. And Shredder, he's, he's putting his feet just on top not to do the pedal. Right. <laughs> yes, yes, I yes. Loved it. I, I I liked it too, and then like Roxanne people are like what? Oh wait, how come you're not helping us? And like Shredder's like, look, uh, I give the commands, um, you do the work or something like that. You something along those lines. <laughs> and so like you know they're they're pedaling, they're going into the the windmill, uh, and then so we go back into the sewers. We're like, I, I will I give I give this because uh, earlier like. Irma mentions, oh, she's wearing wooden shoes because, you know, she's in Holland. Holland is known for the wooden clogs. 
like normally people would not wear this to walk around in this is but it's just it's something it's something like they're known for i think they use it for like dancing and that kind of stuff i don't think they. Uh, i didn't know that yeah uh like but the sound effects team did actually make the when she's running they made like the wooden sound of like the and i thought that was cool nice yeah um and then at this point mikey he he was like oh let me borrow the shoes and he puts on the shoes he uh gets his uh uh grapple hook to grab onto the uh the spatzendag uh boat and like he does this like sewer surfing uh kind of thing in, uh in, in the sewer uh was he in the sewer or was he outside he was in sewer. He was okay. That's what I thought. I thought. I thought. I thought he was in sewer. Okay, I, I had to make sure. Uh, I I wrote here sewer, but then, uh, but yeah, he was just like sewer surfing on the, uh, on the water with the with the wooden shoes because let's not forget the wood floats. I mean, I this is like the the thought process of the animators and the director and like you know for a kids show. It's like oh wood floats. He can like do all this. Uh, like, so he's, he's there, and then, like, you know, the, the bad guys, like, you know, they, uh, at this point, like, uh, they have April in the boat, they cut the grappling hook from Mikey, Mikey just kind of, like, you know, falls in the water. So I believe any, not any girl will, uh, let a turtle or a guy <laughs> borrow her shoes. I, I believe you, I don't, yeah, the, especially, like, if you were in the sewer, and the only thing you had were wooden shoes... Would you take them off while you're in the sewer? No. I didn't think so either. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, so uh, the jewel thieves they they got they got April they got the they got the diamond and um, they're and they're getting away. Uh, like you know, Mikey kind of crashed and burned in um, in the sewer, and then uh, and then next the next scene uh, we actually get we have the turtles in. Uh, the turtle van, and they're basically trying to track down uh, April's like uh, turtle calm at this point. Yes, and for some reason they could. Right. Even even though uh, April's uh, what do you call it? Uh, turtle turtle calm. Turtle calm uh, fell. Fell in like cheese. Fell in the cheese. It still had like better antenna than my phone. Right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Like I mean, Donnie does say, "Oh, it's a little muffled," but like you know. They're still able to, they're they're still able to track it down, and while this is going on, uh, this is where, uh, sh- like Shredder, Shredder, Roxanne, and Bebop, they're in the windmill. They have like Shredder, Krang's new like device to put the diamond in, and they use it to shoot in the sky to bring the the Technodrome. But then all of a sudden, like it, since it's not the real diamond. It is causing like earthquakes in Holland right now, and like as soon as like as soon as like this like reaches the turtles, like Donnie was like, "Oh, Shredder has the wrong diamond," and because of that, like now now the world's in trouble, and we gotta like you know because because Donnie knows everything, like you know he Donnie does not question a single thing. He doesn't like you know bring out a pen and paper or anything like that. He was just like, nope. 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 This is the, it, I'm Donatello. I know, I know it all. Uh, but but yeah. So at this point, this is where April's tied up 
at, at the at the cheese at the hot boiling cheese in the cheese factory. Uh, and I just don't know how Schroeder knows that the real diamond is in the cheese factory. That is something. I, that is actually the next thing I wrote. Well, before before I want to get into that, the one thing I did write was like, cause so so Donnie's like tracking the communicator, and oh, uh, and then like we see the turtle van. Like, just drive off the cliff in this most dangerous, like, slope ever to get to the cheese factory. Like, I'm like, (laughs) I was like, this is, like, all kinds of dangerous. But, but yes. Oh, so the next scene is we have Shredder, Rocksteady, and Bebop. They're in their bike again. Uh, Like, you know, and this is, like, this time Shredder's in his full armor in, in in the bike. They crash the bike in the wall of the cheese factory. But yes, they get there. They're like, the real diamond has to be here. And the I don't like they're I, I don't know how they know that. Like like there's they just It was just very nonsense. Yeah, it was really nonsense. It really was like like really was why is Shredder there? Like like they at least like they could have had just like I honestly they should have just had them ride the bike and they see the the turtle van and they just like oh like oh let's follow the turtles like by the way when they were with the, that bicycle uh, they hit the wall and they they break the bicycle and the way that the bicycle like uh, all like was falling apart yeah uh, the animation was so bad because they suddenly it looks like a paper on the wall <laughs> yes the right floor. right 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 exactly like for them to like destroy the bike like that they had to be going like a hundred miles an hour like for, for the bike to be like i mean and there's i mean i know Rocksteady and bebop are mutants and they have like strength of like you know like 10 men or something like that but there's no way they were going that fast yes but i'm saying like the animators did a bad job yes 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 part. yes 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 they made, they made it more dramatic than what it should be no uh that's not what i'm saying that's oh. i'm saying that when the when the parts fell on the floor, uh-huh. they looked like 2D. Oh, I see they what you're saying. Like oh, 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 it just, it became all flat. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So I was going over physics and you're literally just going over like design. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. No, I, okay, no, no. No, I, I definitely agree. Uh, I, I agree with you. So this is where, so the turtles, they're in the cheese factory. They're trying to save uh, April. They're trying to find April. Shredder, Roxanne, and Bebop, they're in a cheese factory because they're trying to get the real diamond. Spats and Dag, they see all this, and they're like, oh no, this is getting real trouble. Let's get out of here. They try to run away. As they run away, they run into Rocksteady and Bebop, and when they crash into them, and so the diamond flies into the bad guy's hands, and... And then, like, you know, and then there was, like, this, like, kind of, like, keep away moment where it was, like, oh, it's going to, uh, it's going to Donatello. Oh, it's going to uh, Roxanne Bebop. And then, um, and then finally, like, Raph has it. And he kind of, like, he kind of, like, makes, he kind of makes a joke of, like, because, like, uh, Raph is on top of, like, this board and there's, like, hot cheese I don't know why this factory has to have like hot melty cheese everywhere when there's no one in the factory. I want to add, no one is in here. 
other than like the bad guys like i i don't know if they went in there and they're like they know how to exactly work all these cheese things and like, let's turn on all the cheese make it hot lava cheese <laughs> like like how much how much cheese does holland really need let's 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 be real here um but like be almost like give, give me the diamond and uh raf's like no not even if you say please and then like Roxy was like, okay, how about if both of us say please? And then, so, like, Raf takes that moment, like, I don't want to fall into cheese, like, because, you know, please and cheese rhymes. That's right. <laughs> cheesy. Cheesy. It was a cheesy joke. Uh, I will say, because uh, I, I mentioned this before, Donatello pronounces Raphael's name different from everyone else in the series, and here we hear, hear it again, because Donatello does say Raphael. Instead of Raphael. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just... It, it's something... I Like, I don't know... Like, it's something I, I hear now and I can't unhear it. And it, and mainly because, like, it's not like Donatello, like, brings up his name so much. But, like, every time he does, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I, I'm still in the belief that, like, no one... No, no one, like, told Barry to, like, correct his uh, pronunciation of, of Raphael. And I'm not saying that his pronunciation is wrong. I'm just saying that it's his pronunciation is different from everyone else. Yes. It's just that, like, this is, like, something you want to keep uniform. And that Barry was like, nah, I'm not keeping a uniform. I'm going my own thing. And, like, just no one, like, corrects him. Uh, so, uh, so, so while all that's going on, this is, like, where Spats and Dag, they're just kind of like, they look at this and they're like, okay, this is too much for us. And they just like run away, and they're uh, and this we don't see them ever again. We don't know if they get caught by the police. We don't know. Um, we don't know if like what happens to them. Like you know, if they actually got away, we just know they just like they're like oh, we're done. We can't do this anymore. Like they obviously bit too much they can chew. And I, honestly, I was kind of surprised. I I thought I thought these two would have been like. I thought, like, you know, for a kid's show, they would have been like, oh, hi, hey, you guys stole the diamond. You guys are going to jail. But Bebo and Rosa, they, they, they fell in the boiling cheese, and they seemed okay. Oh, I know, exactly. That was, like, it, it was uh, it, it was weird. I, I guess because they're mutants, they're okay with uh, falling into uh, boiling cheese. But they fell in the cheese, but they also have the diamond, and they... Uh, uh, they they run away. I don't know how they get back in the windmill so fast because they lost their bike, and it's not like they stole the van. Um, uh, but oh, oh, most importantly, I'm sorry, I didn't mention about this. Um, they the one thing I forgot to mention, but um, after they steal the diamond, they trap the turtles in this big cheese donut thing and roll them in the street and then like we go then like literally so this is like to me like the craziest and laziest writing i will say they literally put the turtles in a big cheese like wheel and they roll them away and it's like oh they defeated the turtles and then it like wipes into the turtle van it like does a wipe transition go into the turtle van and they just mentions like oh thank goodness the road um uh, had a bump in it to break that cheese apart so we can, like... Yeah. Follow, like, like, what? No! Like, you... 
It was lazy. There was like late, like you, you couldn't even put a commercial break in the middle that you couldn't like, you know, have like the bad guys go into the windmill or something. You just, you literally just went from they're in, oh no, they're trapped. They're in trouble. Up oh, now they're, they're okay. Like in a matter of seconds and like, and like how they break out that psh, like, no, nah, we don't need it. We don't need a reason for that. Like, like really? What? That was like so pointless. And I was like, oh my God, this is like, this is when the director doesn't like his job. Right. Exactly. This is like really at this point, they're like, oh man, we only got like five minutes left of the show. We got to like wrap this up. Uh, I, um, you know, something I'm, I forgot to mention, like, you know, they, they save April, if you haven't, like, noticed yet, but yeah, they, they, April's safe. Yes, and there was, there was a moment that they were, uh, fighting with cheese balls. Yes, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't mention about that yet, yes, uh, Shredder was like, ha, have some cheese balls, and he, like, throws these, like, cheese balls at, um, Leo and, Leo and Donatello, and, like, Donatello's just, like, hitting him, hitting them, like, with his bow and everything. So then we have uh, Mikey and Shredder on the wind. Uh... In the windmill. Yeah. Yeah. So the turtles are at the are, are at the windmill. Uh, I do before they get into windmill. I do want to mention that throughout this episode, Donatello had these blue headphones, and then for some reason, the scene um, after they mysteriously got like rescued from the cheese wheel from the bump of the road that we didn't see, um, his headphones turned brown. Like, I don't know why they did, but they just did. Like, uh-huh. I, I just thought it was weird. Um, but yeah, so they chase uh, Shredder and, uh, they, sh- they chase uh, Shredder into the windmill and everything. And Mikey is on the windmill, so is Shredder. And, like, they're just, like, spinning around in the windmill. At this point, like, the bad guys, they're trying to get the Technodrome back into Earth. But Dontello, he's trying to reprogram the laser. So... Whatever, like, the fake diamond did that damages the Earth, like, he can use it to reverse it to, so he can, like, refix the Earth from, like, that fake diamond thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, you know, so they're fighting, Donnie fixes, Donnie fixes the, the laser thing, he he fixes what, uh, the tremors that's happening in Earth, and then, and then when, uh, like, then, like, the turtles, like you know, uh, they come out. Uh, they come out of the windmill while Shredder, Roxanne, and Bebop are still in there. Then all of a sudden, the windmill is spun, spinning so fast that it is actually flying in the air. Go back to the yeah. It goes dimension. back into Dimension X, and like Donnie was like, "Oh, I attracted the. I made the laser to attract the to get the bad guys to go back into Dimension X." But yeah, so we have a flying windmill, and it goes. And the windmill's so strong, it could break into the the uh, shield of, like, Dimension X. Like, or not, of uh, the Technodrome, sorry. It could break into, like, the, the actual, like, the Technodrome uh, layer. Then we get to the pizza part. Yep. Then April and Irma surprise Michelangelo, and they're like, oh, hey, we have pizza for you. And they're like, oh, and they're like, we found a pizzeria. And we see the pizzeria... And it is the Wooden Shoe Pizzeria. Oh, that's why Wooden Shoe, because of you said that it's popular. Yeah, because it's it's, it's popular in, in Holland. Uh-huh. Yep. And Mikey was happy to have pizza because, you know, 
let's not forget the 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 minor plot of this episode was Mikey was sad because they that they had their last pizza and they thought they could never get pizza again in Europe. So uh, that was uh, basically the the show in a nutshell. I'm just saying like so much happened in like the last few moments that like they didn't have time to know what was happening. Yes, I I, th- I think. Uh... I think some parts was too fast that there was some uh, stuff, made some stuff like nonsense. Yeah, like I, I will say the the cheese wheel thing, that was, I mean, that was just so pointless. It really was. Yeah. And, and I mean, and we got like, we just got like too many moments, like because we both commented how, how did like Shredder know like the real diamond was at the cheese factory uh, we don't know what happened to Spats and Dag. They just kind of like, like, you know, they freaking like steal a diamond. And like for a kid's show, like, you know, usually, usually like bad things happen to people who, who tried to do bad things. And they just kind of like run away. They're like, they're kind of like, oh, this is too much for us. And they just leave. Um, I did like, I did like Spats and Dag. I, I, I thought those were two interesting characters. I just, I mean... I will just say, like, like the beginning part with the whole, like, diamond heist and everything, I thought, I, I, I liked that part. I liked where they were going with all that. I just, it's just, like, you got to the end and you could just tell, it like, you could tell, like, they had, like, something really, really good for, like, the first ten minutes. And then for the last ten minutes, they just had no idea how to end it. And they just, like, just threw everything in there like you know they had they were they were crunched on time yeah overall i think it was an interesting episode yeah it yeah it it, it was definitely an interesting episode i mean i i like that this one did things different i just think they should have just kind of like kind of like step back for a second and like you know like maybe like take out a plot like you know like we like the like like the turtles like running out of pizza we didn't need that um, honestly, uh, honestly, we didn't need that, we didn't need that the fake, the fake diamond was causing the earth to, to go, to go apart. They could have just, like, you know, they could have just, like, used the fake, uh, diamond and then, like, the mach- like, you know, it, it blew up and they're like, okay, where's the, where's the diamond kind of thing? Yeah. Like, I, I think they're trying to put, I really think they're trying to put, like, so much into it. Like, I felt like, they were trying to do this whole like, hey, let's do this fun diamond, uh, uh, thief, uh, thing, double cross kind of thing, and they're like, oh, but we also need to make it Ninja Turtles as well. And I think what would have made this episode work better is if they just took out like some of the Ninja Turtle aspects and just give us a new perspective on stuff. Right. Yeah. Um. I mean that 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 that's my thing. Um. I mean, uh, honestly, I can, I can, uh, I can see like why, like this one is not like that memorable for most people. But I will say, uh, so Kevin from, uh, Team and T Nerds, he actually wrote this. He says he remember watching this episode while playing with his, uh, Ninja Turtle action figures and his Ninja Turtle Tiger Electronic game while his neighbor played the Ninja Turtle NES game and the radio played TR- 
T-R-L-T-L-E power. Uh, I, I I literally have the word turtle in front of me, and I just uh, I I I know I messed up on the spelling right there. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was all the vibe over there. Yeah, yeah, all the vibe over there. I mean, oh, uh, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how this episode in particular had him remind him of this, especially since a lot of people I've known like forgot about the uh, the European episodes. <laughs> but uh, but it's cool that he associated like the day that he watched this episode with all of that. That uh, I, I think that's actually pretty cool. And I I definitely had like moments. I definitely had like moments of that, like where. Um, Especially, like, the kids in my neighborhood, like, when I was, like, uh, growing up. Uh, we all watched Ninja Turtles. We we all had the action figures. I I remember, like, taking the action figures out in the yard. And, like, you know, uh, like, my brother and I would bring out, like, two of our turtles. And then our, our neighbor friends, they would, like, bring out, like, two of their turtles. And then, like, uh, we had that one kid who had, like, Shredder and Krang. And then, like, we'd just have them, like, just fight in the grass and like you know uh, as as we do it and like that's why most of our uh turtle action figures are all like scuffed up and everything because they were definitely like loved um <laughs> uh, uh so i i definitely understand like all, all that and i can uh, obviously obviously this uh season in particular uh i didn't i don't have many memories about it just only because i didn't have uh, cable at the time this these in the United States was airing the USA network but I could tell you that when we get and we're actually not that far from it when we get to the CBS season uh, especially because that was on Saturday mornings I can tell you like when as soon as the episode ends I remember like running out and like going to our our friend's house and everything and like um like you know like we're, we go and like sit and like talk about the episodes and everything like what we just watched and we're like oh it's so cool and everything i i remember doing all of that so that um, and so that, that, that's cool like he, he had some uh some some cool memories about that so join us next week next week we're going to be talking about the episode northern lights out if you have any questions or memories about this episode be sure to tweet us tweet at us at turtle recall pod um or email us at turtle recall podcast at gmail.com is there anything else you want to add uh honey not really all I right <laughs> you want some cheese no i said i heart cheese oh yes anna hearts cheese and like you know uh i'm gonna make sure that this factory actually exists in holland all right till next time guys see ya Thanks for listening to us. If you have any comments or memories you want to share, be sure to reach out to us on Twitter at Turtle Recall Pop. Turtle Recall is proud to be a part of the Res TV network. Be sure to go to res.tv to check out our podcast and other great podcasts they have available.